Good morning, good morning, and happy Monday from the farm. Welcome to another episode of Thinking Outside the Soil with your host, Shiny Alfalfa Seed. And thank you for being with us on this beautiful morning. The snow is coming down just so softly as the sun comes up. It's gorgeous outside as I listen to the bird song that I get to enjoy every morning. And I thank you for being with us here after listening to uh, me yesterday, if you did. If not, please check it out a little bit more about who I am as an individual. I poured out a little bit of my heart. I could tell listening back that uh, I started crying and sniffling a little bit. So, um, yeah, I'm glad that I was able to uh, do that. So, However, it is Monday, and I like to keep it a little light, so I wanted to be a bit silly today and talk about some of the things I've touched on in the past, but today's episode is about beef. It's what's for dinner, right? I'm pretty sure that I was indoctrinated to that jingle as a young as a young kid, um, and as I was looking for that on YouTube this morning to to play it for us, uh, I didn't realize that um, that comes from the early '90s. The video says circa 1993, and it's uh, a trip to see the differences in video quality from then to now when. I remember being a little kid and those were like state-of-the-art high-definition videos that we were watching and then to just see uh, the stake that they had on the video there was quite interesting. Um, I'm sure as the son of a cattleman that uh, I am some kind of a perfect spokesman for this industry in the sense uh, with a being indoctrinated or not, I don't know. But what I do know is that Jingle actually comes from down the street in Denver, Colorado. But real quick, since you're here, make sure you follow the show and leave a review. So it's okay to just scroll down right now and leave a comment below in the box. If you could type in some words and give some stars, that would be awesome to let others know why they should listen to the show. So to keep it a bit brief, but give us a broad overview for something to touch on in the future, today I am going to dive into the authors of that jingle. The National Cattlemen's Beef Association is the responsible party for um, putting that into my brain and the rest of us else. Uh, they are a trade organization that supports the cattle industry. So trade organizations are a general term for uh, groups of bodies that get together that support specific aspects of industry. So the National Cattlemen's Beef Association supports the cattle industry at large, and they're one of the largest influencers on the feed market. So they are located in Centennial, Colorado, which is a uh, borough of Denver. It's actually just a suburb. Um, and they have been there for quite a long time. 
Um, and as I just mentioned, they are one of the major influencers, if not the largest influencer on the cattle feed market. They represent uh, cattle producers, the feeders, the processors, as well as the other people in the industries that are involved, uh, people such as the veterinarians, any of the researchers out there doing stuff on feed or cattle or associated stuff, and then all of the educators out there. Um, we have a prolific cattle industry here in northern Colorado, so industry is very, very um, keen in collaborating with educational institutions like Colorado State, University of Northern Colorado, Ames Community College, Front Range Community College. Um, tomorrow, I'm going to touch a little bit more about on some of the factors for feeding beef cattle, specifically corn. It's not really looking that great for those of us that feed corn to our critters. And those that feed corn to cattle are probably going to be the most influenced. And I'm also going to touch on some of the benefits of hydroponic fodder to cattle, particularly um, to their meat and their rumen and those major off-all products like the liver. Now, things farmers really need to make money and to um, make their margins. But I brought up the National Cattlemen's Beef Association because their mission is to enhance the profitability and sustainability of the beef industry. I tend to think that sustainability is often overlooked as actually meaning the triple bottom line. The buzzword sustainability is nice to talk about, but farms are businesses. And in businesses, we are concerned about the bottom line. So the triple bottom line is a concept that suggests companies need to measure their performance, not just in the terms of financial success, but also in the terms of their social and environmental impact. A lot of people refer to the triple bottom line as profit, people, and planet. And it's something that I truly advocate. It's something that we value here at Blooming Health Farms is making sure that the environment and the other people in those areas are considered to be stakeholders, that we're considering how the people, how the planet are affecting our profits. Now, in order for the, the Beef Association to achieve sustainability, they're focusing on several different areas like government relations, the animal health and well-being, so cattle health and well-being, and then cattle research and education. And then the overarching theme of all of that is to promote the cattle industry underneath of those different areas. So to touch on a few things real quick so we don't get too nerdy on you, but the National Cattlemen's Beef Association typically finds themselves in Washington, D.C. lobbying for certain things, and they typically advocate for the rancher. 
when they're in Washington and other places, another big thing that they're promoting and advocating for is animal health and well-being. And their voice is usually loudest in how the feed is affecting the animal's health and well-being. So one thing that I want to bring up while I have a uh, pulpit to stand on here is that I believe the National Cattlemen's Beef Association needs to consider the potentials and possibilities of including hydroponic fodder, specifically hydroponic corn and hydroponic barley, into their feeding regimens and advocating for producers and processors to look at some of these things to meet their sustainability goals. Now, without assuming that I know what all of those are and what it is that they're doing, I would love to better understand that type of conversation. So any of those out there that are involved with the National Cattlemen's Beef Association, please, I would love to have a deeper conversation um, about our friends, the cows. Now, what's most of uh, interest to me is the research in education that they advocate for. Uh, as someone who does research in education themselves, this is the biggest part that I would really love to dig into. So my ultimate ambitions would be able to work with the uh, Beef Association to better understand some of those things uh, that I just challenged a few minutes ago. And I really do believe that they are going to be one of the most influential voices at the public policy level, um, you know, at the state level here in Colorado, and then again at the federal level in DC, and then how that trickles out to the other states. Um, so it's worthwhile to be talking to these individuals uh, and create create networking opportunities so the industry can truly grow in a direction that's necessary and desired by the consumer. Consumers are continuously telling us what it is they want. And while the consumer doesn't always know what it is they should, it's important to listen to what the trends are. And right now we're seeing a lot of the trends are pushing towards taking animals out of concentrated animal feeding operations, transitioning them off of those feedlot style farming, and moving them over to grass and pasture fed. Now there's a lot of operational challenges that happen or will come up when you're trying to do those types of things while simultaneously trying to feed a lot of people, or rather trying to meet the demand by those consumers. Now, I'm not saying that we need to change any of the ways that we're doing it immediately, but it's clear that some of the ways we are doing things are no longer working and cause greater challenges than we need to. And most specifically, some of the challenges that we see with mitigating the environmental aspects of those concentrated animal feeding operations. 
we can do it a lot better. So any of you beefmen out there, give me a call. I'm sure you could use another cattle guy on your payroll. But that's all I have for you this morning. If you've enjoyed this or any of the other previous episodes, please follow the show and tap the little notification. To learn more about how hydroponic fodder helps farmers save water, improve livestock quality, and become better stewards, get yourself a copy of my book over at thinkingoutsidethesoil.com. The book normally retails for $17.95, and right now I'm running a special offer. You take care of the shipping, and I will rush you a copy within a week. And also, as a special gift to my listener, there are a bunch of links below. For those of you that may have missed a previous show, I put up a special video on sprouting. So go to thinkingoutsidethesoil.com forward slash sprouting, but the link's also below. Join us uh, tomorrow where I'm going to talk a bit more about the benefits of hydroponic fodder and some of the feeding factors for cattle. So follow the show, get the book, and watch the video so you don't miss out on becoming part of the next agricultural revolution. Thank you for being with us on another episode. Take care and have a lovely day. Hey, before you go, check out the links below. Leave me a rating and review and follow the show. Don't forget to get yourself some of our Blooming Health blended sprouting mix. Our mix has been shown to get the best eggs and create the healthiest flocks. With feed costs going up, right now's the time to lock in a subscription so that you can get the best eggs without having to go to the grocery store or the feed store anymore. Check out the links below to get yourself some Blooming Health Blended Sprouting Mix.